I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Accepted the, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, and I'm not Juliet, and we're back. We're, we're back, back for a while. We've been gone. We had a little summer break. Uh, it did some summer things, saw some summer people, had a summer life, and now it's fall. Happy fall, everybody! So Theo, um, what's your fall bacon? Oh man, um, we moved, and so all I will do is bitch about moving. Let me, <laughs> let me not bitch about moving. <laughs> uh, I'm exhausted. I cannot see straight. I I want to burn everything that we own. Oh. I, it's, why do we have so much crap? Uh, and let me share with you my um, my introduction to my neighbors. Oh my goodness! As we know, I don't like neighbors. Yeah. I think neighbors are like house plants, and basically they're there, <laughs> and they don't require conversation, <laughs> and they take care of themselves. Yeah. Right. So Ideally, awesome. yes. Um, but you know, whatever. I we're we bought the house. We're here for a while, so let's make an effort, Theo. So I've waved at people and walked across the street and said hi and talked to uh there's a lesbian couple that lives right across the road. And so nice. yippee! Hooray. Um nice conversation there. But I had one neighbor uh who's next door, immediately next door. Um and wasn't able to connect with them. But I have a sense of who they are because the realtor who sold the house told me all about like the neighbors and pointed to the houses. And so I know about some things about this neighbor, broad strokes about the neighbor, right? Um, and so I ordered Google Fiber, okay. which has a really nice. good deal, right? Not a commercial. And we're all gonna find <laughs> out why in a hot second. Um, Two gigs, a hundred bucks a month. Great. My internet Sold. is crazy fast. Love awesome. it. Not complaining one bit. Took a while for them to get out here. They got out here. And um, the guy who showed up said, oh, you're, there's an issue. And the issue is that the Google service line has been cut to your house by AT&T. And they ran a patch when they came in and installed their own internet. And I was like, none of this means anything to me other than <laughs> I'm not getting Google. And yeah. so what's up? Uh, we have to send out a crew and it's a thing. Fine. Going to be a couple of days. So the crew was this guy. The guy shows up and it's late and it's like, I don't know, it was raining and it mm -hmm. was like seven-ish at night. Wow, um, that's weird. Yeah. And he was like, hey, I'm here and I'm going to do the thing. So I showed him all the stuff and told him what the guy told me. Cut line, AT&T patch. And the guy, yeah, yeah fine. So uh, he worked on our house yeah. for about an hour and a half. And then he said, um, hey, I have to go over into your neighbor's yard because that's where the central hub is for the neighborhood. And I've got to run a line from there to to your house. And this is really complicated. So sorry. And it's going to be a couple hours. Uh -huh. And it was dark and it was raining. OK. Uh -huh. And there was thunder and lightning. Oh, no. OK. Um, so it, it was a night. Wow. And 
I I uh, was unpacking boxes because I don't know if I told you that we were moving, but I had a bunch of <laughs> shit that I was focused on that uh-huh. involved my shit in my house, getting it to right. places it needs to be. So I'm doing my stuff. And my job is not to manage the right. Google guy. No. What the fuck do I know about wires? Clearly not. I, yeah. No. How could I? Um, and so, I mean, I could and I should have because here's what happened. So he parked his truck in my neighbor's yard. Oh, no. And then he proceeded to dig up her yard. Oh, no. And because it was raining, he had a big tent that he pitched, right? Are you Which kidding me? Only had the roof. It was like a giant umbrella on four yeah. legs, right? Yeah. There were no sides. And because it was dark and raining and thundering, he had a six-foot-tall pole with four <laughs> spotlights on it all pointed at him. Right? Oh, my God. And... He's digging, and I look out the window every now and then, and I see him digging, and I'm like, all right, fine. And I see his truck, which has the headlights on, parked in the driveway, and I'm like, okay, well, um, hope you talk to the neighbor, but whatever, right? Because their cars are in the driveway, and again, I haven't met this neighbor. And um, I decided that I deserved a little treat, and I was Mm -hmm. off that week from work, Mm -hmm. so um, I got a little high. Okay. Just a little, right? Because okay. it's like, I'm not going to unpack stuff now. I'm just going to move candles around and vases. And is it pretty? Is it pretty? It's so pretty. Aww. Great. And then I look outside and there are two police cars parked Holy in front of my shit. house with the oh lights flashing. God. Right? Again, yeah. it's raining and thundering. And now it's like 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. And there are four cops oh, talking no. to the guy in the yard who's the Google guy digging up the yard. Right. Oh no. And I'm like, of fucking course. Of course. Right. And now I know the cops are gonna have to come and talk to me. Oh no. Right. And like I'm a little bit high. So oh, great. God. Um listening to really nice music, very yeah, mellow, having right. a lovely rainy night at Good home. Vibes. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Fucking everything went straight to hell. Oh. So then uh there's a knock at my door. And I had already thrown Visine in my eyes and I was like, they are classy as <laughs> shit. You I mean, fortunately, I was smoking Delta 9, which is legal in Texas, so hooray, but whatever, right? Um, And so it's the the Google guy who is Ukrainian. I left that part out, too. Yeah, he's a Ukrainian accent and probably like early 30s. Very nice guy, Mm -hmm. right? And he said, I'm sorry, your neighbor has called the police and I have been asked to leave. This has never happened to me before, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go. So yeah, I would too. We will um, be back out tomorrow. A different guy will be here, and we'll get it resolved tomorrow. But we can't do it tonight. And uh-huh. uh, and I was like, "Did you talk to the neighbors before?" And he said, "No, no." But I talked to the police, and they wanted to know <laughs> if I was with Google, and uh, and I told them yes, and I showed them my ID, and they ve- they verified me. But your neighbor said that she doesn't care. And I wow. was like, okay, that's that's great. And then I closed the door. And then I bitched to the air, right? Yeah. To myself out loud. Yeah. Motherfucking, I can't believe you threw the guy off and I'm not going to get my cable, blah, blah, or my internet, blah. Um, another knock at the door like two minutes later. And I open it and there's two young girls. And when I say young, I mean 20s, uh-huh. right? And they're like... Hi, we're your neighbors, and oh I'm the gosh. neighbor, and I live there, and I have two roommates, and we live alone, and we're single girls, and we looked outside, and we saw a scary man digging in our yard, <laughs> and we got scared, and we called the police, and yeah. I was like, 
I absolutely understand that. And I am with you 100 percent. You yeah. should have. Right. Because you go outside to the strange man in the yard in the rain at night and he pulls out a gun and is like, let's go oh, into yeah. your house. Right. Oh, yeah. This is a, this is the grave I'm digging for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in your front yard under a spotlight. Right. But OK, oh, yeah. fine. Right. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm really. But yes. Right. I do get that. And yeah. I fully support it. It's not that the cops were called that I was bugged. It's yeah. that after four armed police officers stand yeah. on your front porch and tell you that this man is a utility worker. Right. Yeah. Doing his job and yeah. has every reason and right to be there. And you still say, we're too scared. Make no. him go away. That's that's weird. Come on. Come on. Right. Um, yeah, that's so- that's a little too. You've never been safer, girls. You have yeah. never been fucking safer. This guy <laughs> is not going to murder you. He is not going to rob you. Yeah. Well, OK, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sure. There are no guarantees about murder. Right. You are right. Okay. But anyway, so the long bacon story, um, we'll leave it at that. Uh, and then the next day, I lied. The next day, Google came back and the guy dug a six foot trench across her yard, leading oh. straight over to mine. But it stops at mine because oh. he just needed to connect the wire. Oh. Uh, yeah. And so now I'm paying to have her yard resodded. Not the entire yard. Yard? Holy yard. fuck. Where did I just come from? Um, not the entire yard, just like 30 square feet of it. Oh my God. Yeah. That's yeah. really nice of you. I would have said, yeah, take that up with Google. Well, uh, we'll be ex- experimenting. You'll be taking no. that up with Google? I'll be talking to Google about why are you okay. able to dig up yards? Because if I have a future problem, I'm not spending another $300 is what this is costing me yeah. to fix my neighbor's yard because I Damn. need internet, right? Anyway, brag, brag, America's hero, hard at work, spending money on grass. The do legal kind girls, that grows. The legal kind. Do those young girls own the house? I guess you didn't ask them. Are you the owners? Well, oh, I, <laughs> I do know the details, yes. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, but I, I'll say for privacy's sake, I won't yeah. share them. But uh, That's fine. Um, the, the short answer is, uh, yeah, there's a family connection. So Okay. Um, Anyway, so what about you? You've been so busy. I've doing been gallivanting around the the country. Um, I went to Mendocino the uh, sometime this month, uh, earlier in September, I think. And I had mentioned the last time we talked that we were staying at a boutique motel, and I was questioning the the boutique aspect of that motel. But it turned out to be a great deal for the price. It was like 200 bucks a night, which is for the Mendocino area, which is like nothing. And they delivered frittatas and avocado toast to the room for breakfast. And it was really, it was a nice little, it was a motel, but it was, a, it was up, you know, an upgraded motel. So I would say, yeah, it's a boutique motel. It's, it's, that's pretty, pretty accurate. Um, so if anybody wants to go up to, it's actually in Point Arena, the, um, the Wildflower Boutique Motel, um, I recommend it and they're not paying me for saying that. So it was nice. We went to the Point Arena, uh, lighthouse and we went to a, uh, an art gallery in Point Arena where, uh, we bought a print and I also bought, I have been wanting for, for a while now, I've been wanting a sea glass necklace. And I found one that was made by the woman that was working at the um, art gallery. So she had a display out there and, and I bought, uh, it is actually pretty expensive, but it was, uh, I think it's worth it. So of course it's worth it. It's, I wanted it. So, <laughs> but it was nothing like, you know, some of the expenses you guys might be incurring in the upcoming future. It's not, it's not a Rolex watch, for example. Oh, yes, so. <laughs> no. 
so then after after that, I went to Palm Springs for the memorial service for my uncle who died um, last month. And that was really nice. He was a Marine, so it was one of those Marine services where you, I don't know if you've ever been to one, but you go to the um, National Cemetery and they have like these lanes that you drive up in your car and you line up in the lane for your for your person service. And then they uh, the lead car takes you to the particular area where they've got the ashes or whatever set up and there's flowers and um, there's some dudes who do the 21 gun salute and they do a little service and then they um, invite people to speak. So at this service, uh, a lot of people wanted to speak so we actually ran out of time not everyone who wanted to speak got to speak but um that was fine uh it was nice and then we went to my aunt's for um for a like a lunch afterwards so it was very nice and the the the, uh we rented a um airbnb in palm springs which turned out to be really nice and it had a pool so i spent most of my weekend that i wasn't at the memorial service in the pool so it was uh, that was my summer right there. It was a weekend in Palm Springs at a memorial service and a pool. <laughs> so you guys didn't have an Irish wake? Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't. That Just, good taste. That's yeah, good taste. There was yeah. no alcohol at the lunch. There was nothing. It was I was surprised, but um, but it was fine. Um, it was it was fine. Even though there was no alcohol, it was fine. <laughs> Somehow um, you, you managed <laughs> to get through the day. <laughs> yeah, managed to get through the, the lunch without drinking. Uh, and then after that, I went to Silver City, New Mexico, uh, where I have a, a little house, um, or my family, to be accurate, has a little house. And uh, went to, um, my cousin has been living there off and on, I guess, for five years now. And uh, she has since built herself, she has an apartment now in the city, or, or the town of Silver City, and the place that we have is outside the, the town. Uh, she's also built a yurt in the mountains. So she spends some of her time in the yurt, some of her time at the house, and some of her time in her apartment. And she's taking good care of the house. The We, we put native plants about five years ago. Um, she and I and the landscaper put uh-huh. in native plants in the front yard, and they've, they're all growing up now. And when I was there, a bunch of them were in bloom, and there were a bunch of bees and butterflies and birds, and it was just really nice. So it um, the house has really been improved since she moved in not entirely her doing but you know she she certainly has helped so i won't give her all the credit but i will give her some of the credit in that she um makes sure that the people who take care of the lawn come every week or whatever to to take care of the lawn so thanks to her uh thanks to everybody and that's my bacon for the week i think that was very juicy bacon I feel like more has happened to me since the last time we talked, but uh, if I think of it, I'll bring it up in the middle of the, of the podcast. <laughs> right, yeah, apropos just, of nothing. Oh, by the way, yeah. I stubbed my toe. I stubbed my toe. Um, so why are, we, what, why are we here? Hmm. Um, we're here hmm. to talk about Lauren Boebert, which is... Boo! Exactly, thank you. Um, and who is Lauren Boebert? Well, if you don't know, I don't know where you've been, but she's a 36-year-old right-wing Republican congressperson from Colorado. The New York Times has described her as a rabble-rouser, which I think is pretty accurate, and, and we'll, uh, we'll get to some of those details in a little bit. Um, a commenter on the New York Post site, and don't make fun of me for quoting someone who commented on the New York Post site, but I, they describe her as follows, and I think it's a it's a good description. Um, so they said, Bobert failed her GED exam three times. Jason, her ex-husband, exposed himself to teenage girls in a bowling alley and smacked her son around. Neighbors lodged complaints against Mr. Bobert for unruly attacks on another neighbor. Bobert is a loudmouth, hypocritical, pseudo-Christian, fake culture warrior who has not done anything to improve the day-to-day lives of her constituents. 
I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, she's in her currently in her second term after being reelected in 2022 by less than 600 votes against a Democratic um, competitor. Prior to running for Congress, she and her husband, who's an oil worker and who makes a fair amount of money, co-owned a restaurant called Shooter's Grill, where the waitstaff openly carried firearms and patrons were invited to bring their guns as well. Sadly for Bobert, Shooter's Grill lost about $143,000 in 2019 and $226,000 in 2020. Not only did it lose money, but in 2017, 80 people who attended a Garfield County Fair got food poisoning after eating pork sliders from a temporary location set up by Shooter's Grill and by Smokehouse 1776, which was also partly owned by the Boberts and which is now closed. The restaurants did not have the required permits to operate the temporary location, and the Garfield County Health Department determined that the outbreak was caused by unsafe food handling at the event. And why and am 20, I not surprised at Why are you not all? surprised? I mean, it was unpermitted, course, unclean. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Freedom. Um, fortunately, nobody died um, in the name of freedom. In 2020, Bobert and Shooter's Grill violated county orders to close due to COVID. Again, no surprise. And it was then issued a cease and desist order from the county. She refused to comply, so the county suspended the restaurant's food license, and the restaurant closed in 2022 when the building owner did not renew the lease. Again, Surprise. And it took the building owner to say, you got out, you're out. this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. She was going to continue probably. Of course. Um, so what does she stand for as a congresswoman? Well, it's more what she opposes, really. Um, she opposes transitioning to green energy. She opposes COVID-19 mask and vaccine mandates. She opposes abortion, sex education, gender-affirming surgery for minors. Now, for that one, I'm not sure where I personally stand on gender-affirming surgery for minors. I, I think I think a case could be made either way. A, you probably want to wait till you're 18 to have surgery. B, it may be deemed necessary for emotional pain. So I, I don't know where I stand. Where do you stand? Do you know? So I kind of do, and it, but at the same time, like you, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say medical intervention, absolutely, hundred percent. All the hormones, all all the puberty blockers, great. Yeah. And I think probably, and it's not so much that I don't believe that people know what their gender is. Uh-huh. It's just it's such a permanent change yeah yeah and so um i i don't think it should be uh something that gets decided within a year or a couple of years right Uh, but then at the same time i'm not a parent thank god uh, that i know of Um, (laughs) that's funnier and um and I don't know. I have friends who are trans. Um, friendship bingo. I win. I got it. I got the Yay. whole card now. Yay. Um, and while they have not shared their personal childhood uh-huh. stories with me, one of them I have known since they were a child. And um, I'll just say, I think it's a decision that should be left between a person and their doctor. Yeah, I agree. And the parent. And, and their parent, if their parent is reasonable. And the church and the government. And the church and the government. Bring everyone in. <laughs> so I've got no answer. That's where I am. I think we agree. Um, and that's important. That's what that's what matters. Yeah. That we agree. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and that we're right. And that we're right. 
And the other thing that Bobert opposes is same-sex marriage. Um, so she's a self-described born-again Christian. And Why? She's she can't get her own right. I mean, Jesus, lady. I know. We'll get somebody else a shot. <laughs> she has said that she is, quote, tired of the separation of church and state junk, unquote, and argued for greater church power and influence in government decision-making. Oh, which in church, February, Lauren? I wonder. I wonder which yeah, church. And I don't mean Christian. Church? I mean hers. <laughs> in February 2023, she co-sponsored a bill to designate the AR-15 style rifle the National Gun of the United States. Fortunately, what a horrid, horrid can woman! Can you imagine the a gun that's killed gun? more students and teachers than any uh, gun in America? Fuck you, Lord Bobert. Fuck you, hard. The worst. Fortunately, of the nearly 20 bills she's she sponsored, none have passed committee. Um, she's also tried to impeach President Biden twice, and probably will try again. Uh, she's a fan of the QAnon conspiracy theory. And what is the QAnon conspiracy theory? Well, I'll tell you. It's that a cabal of satanic, cannibalistic child molesters are operating a global child sex trafficking ring, which has conspired against Donald Trump. I mean, that's reasonable. Well, I mean, please. Yeah. What, what else would a cabal of satanic <laughs> pedophiles do other than take issue with Donald Trump? Absolutely, because he doesn't stand for any of that stuff. Um, (laughs) She's known for heckling her Democratic colleagues in the halls of the Capitol and largely ignoring reporters' questions except to randomly shout, I love President Trump. Boward has railed against drag performances for children and claimed that the left was grooming children by exposing them to obscene content. Yeah. And on January 5th, she refused a bag check after she set off the newly installed Capitol Hill metal detectors and entered the Capitol. She did it again on January 6th and refused to stop for a wand check after she set off the metal detector. She called the metal detectors just another political stunt by Speaker Pelosi, which apparently is true if nobody stopped her after she refused the check, which apparently nobody did. They just let her go on, which like, hello, why do you even have this security if you're not going to enforce it? It's, it, it's Or selectively. Right. Or selectively. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's Yeah, it. there's exceptions for everybody. <laughs> In her personal life, as we've alluded to, um, Lauren and her husband Jason Bobert first met while she was working at McDonald's at the age of 16, and he was 22. She wrote in her autobiography that they did not break any Colorado laws while they were dating, which is, you know, in my autobiography, I need to have a sentence that says I didn't break any laws. I mean, I will say that I was 16 once, and I also worked at McDonald's when I was 16. I know um, you did. I did, and, I, and it was fun. Road. You know, a lot of free Coke and <laughs> Coca-Cola <laughs> and ice cream. Um, but, and there were 22-year-olds around, but I don't oh, yeah. think I would have dated one. That oh, would, have totally would have felt but... so old to me. Um, I, the, the, the converse is what worries me, like a 22 year old dating a 16 year old. Well, I mean, and then I was going to say it was also 22 once and guess what? I had no interest in anybody whose age began with a one. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the age of consent in Colorado is 17, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know why the age of consent huh. varies from state to state. It should all be 18 everywhere, but maybe that's, maybe I'll become famous trying to get the age of consent raised to 18 in the United States. Or lowered. Lower, <laughs> or you'll lowered, be famous lowered. for lowering it. <laughs> that's right. It should be 12. 12. I was just going to say that. <laughs> well, it's obvious. Um, it's the only Jason, age. Lauren and Go Jason on. had originally wanted to get married four months after they met when she was still 16, and they actually drove to the Little White Wedding Chapel 
Chapel in Las Vegas, but unfortunately when they got there, they found out that she had to be 17, so they didn't get married until um, 2005. But before they got married, uh, in 2004, Jason Bobert was arrested and convicted of harassing and physically assaulting her. Uh, this was also the year she had her first child with him. Later that year, she was arrested at his house for scratching his face and chest and trashing his residence. She was charged with third-degree assault, criminal mischief, and underage drinking. The Boberts, of course, married the following year and now have four children and one grandchild. She has filed for divorce this year. Uh, irreconcilable differences, not abuse, but we can only speculate. Um, also in 2004, the year before they married, Jason was arrested after allegedly exposing his penis to two women at a bowling alley. Lauren Boebert was also there. Jason Boebert pleaded guilty to public indecency and lewd exposure and was given four days in jail and two years probation. And do we know if the, if the, um, what word do I want to use? The penis victims? peakers? Were they, well, okay, sure, uh, victims. <laughs> were they adults? Oh, good question. I mean, question. I know they weren't toddlers, right? But yeah, like, they were in were a bar. No, teens? it was a bowling alley. I don't know. Two women, it says. So I would okay. assume that they were, but I, I do not know. Yeah, they would have said girls had they been underage. For some reason, I thought the, the two women were underage, but Maybe I may were. just be adding details. God. Um, I'm, I'm just cringing internally at the thought. I mean, um, who pulls their genitals out in a bowling alley? More people than you would expect. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> One more than I would suspect, yes. One more than you would expect, at least. Uh, in September 2010, uh, Bobert was arrested after a neighbor accused her two pit bulls of attacking her dog. She was arrested again in June 2015 for disorderly conduct at a country music festival near Grand Junction, Colorado, after police said she attempted to interfere in the arrest of minors busted for underage drinking and encouraged the minors to run away. She said that they had been arrested illegally because they weren't read their Miranda warning or the Miranda rights weren't read. How many them. times did you fail your GED and you're now an attorney? I know, right? Oh, my God. I mean... Um, What's the thing they call that? It's not the Doppelinger effect, but it's the thing where you think you're smarter than you are. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, there, there's like a name for it. There is um, a name for it. I don't know what it is. Then there's no way to know. There's no way to know. Uh, in 2016, she was cited for careless driving and operating an unsafe vehicle after driving into a ditch. Uh, she was arrested for this and booked in Garfield County Jail for failure to appear in court on those charges. She pleaded guilty to operating an unsafe vehicle and the careless driving and failure to appear charges were dismissed. In August 2022, her neighbors in Colorado called 911 after Jason Bobert was accused of running over their mailbox during a dispute. And in December 2022, the teenage son of the Boberts called 911 to report that his dad was throwing him around the house. Uh, they came to the house and Jason Bobert said nothing physical happened and apparently um, they had... Um, cowed their son into retracting his his report so i guess the police just took everyone at their word and left well there's She's, a memoir coming out i'm sure soon from that kid oh i hope so i hope all the kids write their own memoirs oh of course they will they're gonna need the money oh yeah god well yeah huh um, she has claimed that she volunteered at a local jail for seven years working with victims of domestic violence, but attendance logs at the Garfield County Sheriff's Office show that she volunteered at the jail only nine times in a two-year period between May 2014 and, 20, and November 2016. 
So that's all background, and you can draw your own conclusions about her character. Uh, why we're talking about her today, specifically, is because two Fridays ago, she went to a showing of Beetlejuice, a musical, in Denver, and made a fool of herself. Again. She started out by vaping in the theater, and a pregnant woman sitting behind her in the theater asked her to please stop. She refused, being Lauren Boebert, and later claimed that she had not been vaping at all, saying on Twitter that basically all she was guilty of was enjoying the show. However, surveillance video later showed that she had in fact been vaping, and in addition, was not only singing and using her phone, but cameras showed her blatantly being groped by and groping her companion. So. They were warned during an intermission, but the behavior continued into the second act, at which point the two were asked to leave. Video also showed the congresswoman and her companion being led out of the theater by members of the staff. During the confrontation, the two, of course, made comments along the lines of, Do you know who I am? And I will be contacting the mayor. They refused to leave the venue, even after an employee threatened to get the police. Um, they did call the police, and once the police officer was on his way, the two left. One of the interesting, one of the reasons that this is interesting is that her companion was a Democrat named Quinn Gallagher, who is the proprietor of an Aspen bar that has hosted LGBTQ plus events and drag performances. Sadly, the two have broken up since this date, and Bowert implied she had no idea he was a Democrat, although a drag performer who I think has performed at his bar said that the two had been dating for months. Yes, and that's a small town and everybody is aware of everybody else's business. Yeah. Uh, and so it was not it was not the first date. And I love right. that Lauren Boebert positions this as <laughs> it was our first date. Lady, his hands were all over Blazing your breast. Everywhere. Like at a Hong children's Kong. show. It's not even like Beetlejuice porno version, right? right. Or like adults only. It, this is a kid's show. It's a kid's show? Well, I don't know that it's a family-friendly show. Okay, okay. Right? And Beetlejuice itself, which I think was like PG-rated. It was Pretty family-friendly fair. Sure. Yeah. I'll buy that. And so, I, on a first date, you're going to let I a guy know. juggle you around like that <laughs> in public? Right. In public. I mean, I mean that's... That's, Do it in the car. It, uh, yeah, it's, I, I can probably fairly say I've never seen that in public before. I have been groping, to porno theaters and I have never seen that. Oh my god, I can't believe her and him. Um, I, it's it's just I, anyway. Uh, it's and, disgusting. And that's the th although, although I will say, as much as I dislike her and yeah. abhor all of her opinions and and all the things like yeah. I could easily, easily uh, ground her down into nothing with my liberal viewpoint. Yeah. Um, I, she has said a couple of funny things. And so I, it kills me to say this, but I do uh -huh. think it's funny that she was like, I should have checked his political affiliation. Oh, right. As yeah. if, of course, the fact that he's a liberal, like, right. Oh, that that's why this happened. It, <laughs> it's because he's a liberal. He's a liberal. That's and why. I'm going to say this for Quinn. Um, you knew who lower oh, Lauren. No question. Yeah, you knew who she was. Like I know who she was, and you went out on a date with her. Why? You are ejected from the Democratic Party. You are out of here. Ejected from life. Yeah, I, I mean, how could you? How could you? 
Exactly. How, how, just how could you? I mean, it's 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 just appalling to think. Um, and she hasn't. Uh, so her apology. She did put out an apology for her behavior. It's not her first apology for her behavior, as you might guess. Um, she did apologize in July after being seen throwing away a tribute pin for one of the children killed in the Uvalde school shooting. And in November 2021, she issued an apology for anti-Muslim remarks that she made in reference to Repre Representative Ilhan Omar, who's a Minnesota Democrat who is Muslim. So with that, I guess we'll read the apology. Um, she did, as I said, apologize. Uh, she put out a statement and it said... The past few days have been difficult and humbling, and I'm truly sorry for the unwanted attention my Sunday evening in Denver has brought to the community. While none of my actions or words as a private citizen that night were intended to be malicious or meant to cause harm, the reality is they did, and I regret that. There's no perfect blueprint for going through a public and difficult divorce, which over the past few months has made for a challenging personal time for me and my entire family. I've tried to handle it with strength and grace as best I can, but I simply fell short of my values on Sunday. That's unacceptable, and I'm sorry. Whether it was the excitement of seeing a much-anticipated production or the natural anxiety of being in a new environment, I genuinely did not recall vaping that evening when I discussed the night's events with my campaign team while confirming my enthusiasm for the musical. Regardless of my belief, it's clear now that was not accurate. It was not my or my campaign's intention to mislead, but we do understand the nature of how this looks. We know we will have to work to earn your trust back, and it may not happen overnight, but we will do it. I'm deeply thankful to those in the 3rd District who have defended me and reached out this week and offered grace and support when I needed it the most. I've learned some humbling lessons these past few days, but I vow, moving forward, I will make you proud. And a day or so she added to her apology by saying, It's been 20 years since I was in the dating scene, and back then there were not infrared cameras watching my every move. But it's a lesson learned. As I said, I'm truly humbled and apologize to my people and Colorado's third district, those who I love. Ugh. I feel like I need to wash my mouth out. It's the camera's fault. The it's camera the should fault. not have been there recording me. I mean, it's totally I was okay to do what I do. just having some fun, flirty, sexual time groping my boyfriend's <laughs> junk in a family-friendly theatrical production. And yeah. I'm uh, having a divorce, so it was the divorce's fault. And I was a private citizen, so you shouldn't be paying attention to what I'm doing when I'm a private citizen. And I really didn't remember vaping because I was so excited to see the Beetlejuice that I just forgot everything that I was doing. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll totally work really hard to earn your trust back. I, I, all I can say is Colorado... If you guys re-elect her, you richly Ugh. deserve When does she come up for re-election? If she was elected in 2022, 2020? How many years are you in Congress? I don't remember. Man, you know what? I, I should know that because I, know that I had an American history, not American history. I had like a college level civics course just a few years ago. 40? Is it 40 years? I think it's two. No, it's like two or four. Yeah, I think it's or two. Or six. So maybe we can get rid of her soon. <laughs> it's an even number that's less than 10 and it's more just, than one. This is her second term, so maybe they limit the terms. I'm not sure if they limit terms. There's God, no term idiots. limit. Well, let me rephrase that. There's there's no term limit at the for, federal level that I'm aware of. There may be states that have their own mm -hmm. term limits mm -hmm. for 
senators mm-hmm. and Congress people. She's not a senator. Ugh, yet. Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. The right, way right. this country's going sometimes, I'm just like, yeah, sure. Sure, she could be senator. She could be president. Oh, my God. God forbid. Um, that would be the worst. But it wouldn't be the worst. It would be almost the worst. So this is a PR apology, obviously. Um, she probably did have her heavy hand, a heavy hand in it because I, I feel like there's some um, sort of personalized. It's dumb enough. To it. Yeah, it's dumb enough. Um, but let's look at it. Let's re- reluctantly look at. Please, the because I I am only going to give this very low marks. Right. Okay. But I feel like there were a lot of words there. And yeah. some of those words may tick some boxes on our list. Yeah. And so in fairness, as America's heroes, we should always yes. be fair. So in fairness yeah. to this horrid person, let's rank her apology appropriately using our let's metrics. All right. So was there an expression of regret? Yes. She said she was truly sorry. Was there an explanation of what went wrong? Well, there was an excuse. She blamed her divorce. Um, and I guess she blamed the cameras, too. So, um, no, not really. Was there an acknowledgement of responsibility? No. She said she didn't recall. She didn't remember. She This, that, and the other thing. Um, there was a declaration of repentance. Uh, there was mm-hmm. sort of an offer of repair. She said, vaguely, yeah. we will work to earn your trust back. But she didn't say how. Um, you know, is she going to change her behavior? Doubtful. Doubtful. She's going to stop dating Democrats. Well, she might stop dating Democrats. Um uh, yeah, Air quotes uh, around dating. Yeah, right. And uh, was there a request for forgiveness? No. So on the face of it, I would give this apology a five. Um, however, uh, knowing what I know about Lauren Boebert, I would give it a negative 7,000. Okay, cool. So I'm going to say um, I, I was like, oh, it's a 0.5. It's a 0.5. It's not even a one, right? <laughs> but... There were some things in there that did tick some of the boxes. And so I think it's a very average apology in general five. And then because it's Lauren Barbert, I'm going to give it a negative 7,001. <laughs> so that's a negative 7,000 and a half. Um, so I've got a thing to share with you that Go is... Do. Bobert related. Let's hear it. Um, so as I mentioned to you pre-show, I had a real hard time with this one because I just hate her. So it's not even She's that I worst. hate her, right? It's I hate hypocrites. Yeah. I hate hypocrisy. It yeah. drives me fucking crazy, right? right? I I would rather that you just say what it is you want to say and be who you are and do all that and let me know what I'm dealing with. Right. right. But, sure. but when you're a fucking hypocrite, I just can't, especially when you hold a position of power. Right. And your views impact and your decisions impact my life. Yes. So. Um, so I had a hard time doing anything that was like Googling Lauren Boebert or listening mm-hmm. to podcasts about Lauren Boebert or reading anything. It, the minute I started, it was like, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't. Um, But I did, and I'm glad that I did this one. So um, I I want your thoughts on this. This is from the Huffington Post, and it's uh, Lauren Boebert's estranged husband blames himself for marriage failure. Mm. In a Facebook post, Jason, J-A-Y-S-O-N, that's not how Mm. you spell Jason, Jason, um, Boebert said he felt people should know the truth of our broken marriage and burden she has carried for too long. My God. 
The estranged husband of Representative Lauren Boebert, who's a Republican from Colorado, is speaking out in support of the controversial congresswoman. It says he is the one to blame for the problems in the marriage. In May of 2023, Lauren and Jason announced they were getting divorced after nearly 18 years of marriage. They cited irreconcilable differences as the reason for the split. But Jason's offered some details of the split and, of course, a Facebook Messenger post. Facebook <laughs> Messenger post? <laughs> Jesus, dude. Okay, posted on Monday of this week um, and took responsibility for the shattered relationship. Jason's message began with a greeting to the people of Colorado's 3rd District, because that's how mm. you start everything, mm. um, and across the nation before referring before referring, yeah, before referring to deep concern circulating and the attacks against Lauren, um, which has been seen as a possible reference to being kicked out of the Beetlejuice performance. Uh, Jason said he felt people should know the truth of our broken marriage and the burden she's carried for too long and said he was devastated by the pain he has caused his wife. I take full responsibility for my actions and I deeply regret the choices that I have made that led to the breakdown of our marriage. I was unfaithful to Lauren in so many ways. I should have always brought my best just as she did. My actions were selfish and thoughtless, and I failed to consider the consequences they would ultimately have on the person I hold dearest in my heart. This has been a devastating divorce that I hold all responsibility for, he added. It upsets me that everyone believes she left me over fame or a new lifestyle. That is far from the truth. Then again, most of what's said about our family is untrue, except when it appears in court. Another battle we have faced far too long. Much of this is on me because the problem starts at the root. I am the root. The hurt I caused Lauren was not only significant, but also something she carried within her, bearing it deep inside while continuing to love people and our country fearlessly with a smile each day. Jason said he has embarked on a journey of self-reflection and personal growth since the separation and is and he's going to become a better man now that he's no longer married to Lauren Boebert. Uh, he then addressed his estranged wife and said, if you're reading this, please know that I am dedicated to doing everything in my power to rebuild the trust that has been shattered. I stand behind you. You are the hardest working person I know, selfless and overflowing with love. I hate the attacks that are coming your way. In part, this is my fault, and you don't deserve this. Jason then said, uh, I then asked people reading his post to show grace and mercy towards Lauren in this troubling season, and she deserves a chance to earn your forgiveness and trust again. He added, I have broken her down in so many ways, but she will come out stronger as she always does, and so will I. Wow. So... I'm a guessing somebody's getting alimony, right? Yeah. Somebody's getting some money somewhere. Uh, yeah. I have, I, what? Who wrote that? That's my first thought. Well, I can only guess that some angels flew down from <laughs> heaven and handed this to him. They must have. They heard uh, Lauren's tears. That doesn't sound like the words of a oil driller or whatever he is. And, and who's who's been uh, accused of assault? I mean, what the fuck? I am sorry. I've broken up with many people, and it's always their fault. Oh, always. But always. never have they said anything like that. Usually, it's like it's your fault. Yeah, it's stupid. 
morons. That's why I broke up with you because you're dumb. You think this is my fault? It's yours. Anyway. Yeah, how um, weird. Very weird. And so all I can think of is like, there's got to be some kind of a money deal, right? And like, hey, you don't say anything about me and I'm just always great and I'm the hardest working congressperson there is. And you keep that line of uh, PR spinning. Yeah. Make some metaphors there. And uh, I'll make sure you get some money. Wow. This is where her cash is only coming from being Lauren Boebert now. There's no restaurant. And who's going to hire her? Yeah. I mean, maybe Fox News. Probably. I could see that. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So horrible person. Horrid, horrid, horrid. You want to hear about some other people that have been thrown out of a theater? Yeah. All right. So that's where more where I went. It's short. It's not super long. Um, let's start with John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> Hi. I did that. That's my joke. Um, <laughs> presidential assassinations are funny. Okay. Here's one. Happened in England. And I will not do an English accent, but it is okay. killing me not to. <laughs> um, a touring production of a stage version of The Bodyguard, which was a Whitney Houston film in the 1980s? Oh, yeah. Early 90s, right? Um, was brought to halt and, ca- and canceled in Manchester, England on a Friday night in early April of 2023 after patrons would not stop singing along with the show's mu- musical <laughs> numbers. Um, the house lights came up during the climactic number, I Will Always Love You. Two women <laughs> were forcibly pulled out of the theater by security. And oh several gosh. police cars, because it's England, arrived to oversee the evacuation of the theater after what patrons on social media described as fights in the aisle and even <laughs> a mini riot. Wow. The show had already been temporarily halted um, once during the first act because the same group had been doing some sing-alongs with the musical numbers. And this is not a, apparently it's not a sing-along production. Uh Um, But then the show resumed. Later, in the last 10 minutes um, of the final act, the show was put on pause again when its star Pussycat Dolls member Melody Thornton which is a great name, but also I think that's a name from Scruples by Judith Krantz. Um, I'm positive of it, so it's got to be a fake name. Pussycat Dolls member Melody Thornton attempted to sing the climactic song made famous in the movie by Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, over the sound of tuneless howling, which was coming from the audience members. Um, At that point, the show was officially called off, and then audience members tweeted, now I will do because this was Manchester, so I get to do this. Okay. Went to the Ballastia and I can't do it in Manchester to watch the bodyguard, and a bunch of entitled pricks started singing over the lead during the final song. A riot broke out. The show was canceled, and the police were called. Wrote Red Army, eighteen seventy-eight. Hmm. Um, let's see. They've had to stop the show again during the finale because of people shouting, screaming, and being incredibly disruptive just unbelievably disrespectful to the actors and they're refusing to leave. This is horrendous. Never seen anything like it. Um, Let's see here. And when did this happen? I didn't write it down, but I think it was 2023. Um, No, 2022. Okay. So an attorney was kicked out of Radio City Music Hall Hmm. and, after the venue used facial recognition technology and identified her um, 
as she was taking her daughter and a Girl Scout troop to see a performance of the Rockettes. So in New York, the Rockettes do a big Christmas production and it's super famous and it's one of those New York things that Americans like to go and do. Um, You go see the Christmas tree. Did we do that ice skating thing when we went to New York? I don't think it was. It wasn't that cold. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't. We went in the summer. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so this lady, uh, Kelly Conlon, a senior associate with New Jersey personal injury firm Davis, Saperstein and Salomon, um, is represent and the firm is representing a client that's suing a restaurant that's owned by the same parent company that owns Radio City Music Hall, right? Oh yeah, so that's right. That's I remember this. What's going on. So she just happens to work as an attorney at the firm, a firm that is suing the parent company of Radio City Music Hall. So they're not suing Radio City Music Hall, right. parent company, right? And um, security guards approached her and they asked for identification as soon as she arrived. And they said, um, sorry, you're not allowed in. We've got a policy that says any attorneys that are in active litigation against one of our companies can't use any of our venues. Wow. So she had to wait outside and was horribly embarrassed. Um, and let's see. And I will say, I'll just point back to a recent one where somebody was not kicked out of a theater. And that would be Will Smith for walking on stage and slapping oh, and yeah. a performer, right? And like, yeah. that seems like a reason to kick somebody out of a theater. Yeah, totally. You know, but it didn't <laughs> happen then. Um, and that's what I got for bad behaviors in theaters and people being removed. Wow. It was hard to find expected. anything really? because you Google anything about like people, theater, Lauren Boebert, Lauren Boebert. Everyone, like, Lauren Boebert. She yeah. is the fucking dictionary definition of kicked out of a theater. She's a queen. She is a queen of the bad behavior. Worst. Not she a is fan. Literally the worst. Um, okay, so let's see. Do we have an apology expected or a who's sorry now this week? Um, I've got a short one, and okay. I'm not quite certain about it, but um, there's a government shutdown coming. There is? And, yeah. Oh. It's got until September 30th to get a budget oh. passed, and the five extremists, of whom Lauren Boebert is one, the five extremists that um, yeah. are holding Congress hostage, yeah, uh, yeah, are refusing to sign anything. And um, Kevin McCarthy, the speaker, had mapped out a deal with Biden, the president, and mm-hmm. no, they're not going to do it. You know why? Because you're working with the Democrats, and we don't like that, and we just yeah. want to tear the country down and start all over again. Freedom. Uh-huh. There wasn't enough blood spilt in 1776. We need some more. Wow. Um, and so I don't know who the apology will be coming from. It will not be from the uh, Republican extremist. Um, and it will not be from Kevin McCarthy for not being able to control this faction. Um, I guess it's going to be from the Democrats for not being able to prevent this from happening. Apology expected from the Democratic Party for the government shutdown caused by Lauren Boebert and company. And she's not the ringleader of that. I know she wishes she was. Yeah. Um, oh, God. All right. Do you have anything better, brighter, nicer? Well, I have something different. Um, Good. So did you hear about Hassan Minaj? 
Comedian. I love Hassan Minaj. Uh-oh. Well, oh, uh, no. I have an apology expected from him. So he's admitted to making up stories he tells on stage about racial discrimination. He, ah. um, if, <laughs> That's fine. He became famous in 2017 with a show called Homecoming King and then went on to host a political talk show on Netflix called Patriot Act. Which was I've good. I've never seen either of these, and I never heard of him before I found, oh. came upon the story. He, my finger's up in the air and it's been in a big circle because I am making a giant point here and it's going to be on target and I'm zeroing Uh in and point. He is the next Jon Stewart. Is he? He is. I don't know. He's told fake stories. He said he was threatened at a Saudi Arabian embassy, received a white powder in the mail that fell on his daughter. And he said he saw Jared Kushner sit in a chair reserved for an imprisoned Saudi activist. All of those were made up Um, in his defense which is, this is a funny defense, in my opinion. He said his stories are based on emotional truths, and emotional truth is more important than factual truth. That's true. Okay. The Greeks have a word for it. What was, it's um, not Eurydice. It's not your, there's a word for truthiness. And so as long as yeah. the emotional core is true, that's why most ancient Greeks didn't believe in a literal Zeus, but the idea of a Zeus because uh, there's a core truth there. Anyway, I'll shut up. I'll Very interesting. Um, find that some word. of the folks uh, involved, however, in the fake stories have received online threats as a result. Minaj um, has also been accused of gender discrimination, sex-based harassment, and retaliation on the set of the Patriot Act in a case that was settled out of court. That's where I was afraid the apology was. So when you were like, he made up stories, I was like... You're like, I don't care. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, as long as he wasn't <laughs> handsy. But all right, there, there it is. I mean, he's a man, so that's what's going to happen if you're a man, mostly. Um, But one thing that he did that... Go ahead. I was just going to say, all right, one, please ask your husband, right, Uh uh, how often he thinks of the Roman Empire. I did ask him. Fuck, what did he say? (laughs) He said not very often. Oh, goddammit, Brent. It is every day for me. Really? Well, you probably... I believe that. I believe that. What What about James? I haven't asked him. Well, you um, should. I, and I will now after that. Actually, we're having brunch with friends, so I will, I ask, will him, ask him yeah. and Dave. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so okay. All right. Sorry, I just had to jump in there. It no, was that's like, funny. I was just going to add that um, in a, there, so Hassan Minaj apologized last year previously because he went on Jeopardy and apparently he made an ass out of himself just being a jerk on the show. Um, and he apologized for that in what I think was kind of a funny apology. He said, I'm sorry I desecrated an American institution. I'm sorry I ripped your 7 p.m. TV pacifier out of your geriatric mouth. <laughs> and most importantly, I'm sorry for trying to make Jeopardy fun. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm... I'm That's great. I, Goal A I don't know how plus. I feel about Hassan Minaj. If, if he did discriminate against someone on the basis of gender or harass someone, um, I'm totally opposed to him. Otherwise, uh, I'm 50-50. Well, does it help that he's sexy? Because, like, big plus <laughs> points there. Is he? Like, I, haven't, I saw a picture, but I didn't really pay much attention. It, it's not in terms of, of his appearance, uh-huh. But more just like his, the the core being that he presents on his, stage. His emotional truth. Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> that's what I respond to. Um, also, he's funny. I mean, that apology for for the Jeopardy thing. Yeah, ten. That was pretty good. Solid ten. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. 
All right, good. Well, so we'll add on, we can end on that um, uplifting note, that positive note, uh, with a tenth and for a smile and a laugh. <laughs> and we'll probably be back next week, although who knows? Um, it's impossible to say what's ever going to happen around here. Um, we're, we're such jet setters that one of us might be off doing something next week, but um, we'll, we'll definitely have a, a repeat show if we need one. And, and- Oh, no, because I forgot. Um, So uh, careful fans, faithful fans will note that like the last two weeks, there weren't any Encore episodes uploaded, nor um, any anything done. Right. right? And that's because this episode that we're in now is episode 149. Oh, my gosh. And so episode 150 is our next episode. And oh every 50 episodes, we have a commemorative episode where we award ourselves prizes or we do something great for And what us. are we going to do for 150? The, uh... I don't know. It's 150 <laughs> episodes. That's a lot of talking. It's a, a lot of smartness is what that is. Smartness. <laughs> it's a lot of smartness. Preserved on the internet. A lot You're of welcome. brains. Cool. All right, so we'll 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 all see next week what we're doing for our 150th. We're gonna have yeah, like <laughs> we'll have to do something. Um, so so yes, everybody, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful everything. We'll Stay do cool our cucumbers and don't trip potato chips. Smell you later, tater. Smell you later, tater. <laughs> Bye. Bye. listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.